Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Something that I took for granted that I didn't know not everyone does because my mother just always did this. I don't know if this is a like, oh, you grow up without money thing or if everyone always have a grocery list. It's crazy to me when people just go to the grocery store. Who? What? You just, David, you do that? Sarah gets so upset at me when I just ramble on and wander and just wait to see it. I'm kinetic. So if I see it, then I'm like, yeah, I need that. She goes in always with the list and is very angry with me not frustrated angry angry with me <laughs> everyone's got their thing Welcome, everyone, to the Fanatics Podcast. I am one of your hosts, David Magadoff, and with me is my much better, exciting co-host, Miss Claire Kramer. Hi, Claire. Hi, David. I really related to uh, what our guest was. Well, I mean, I guess you can you can introduce our guest, your friend, your good friend. Yes, I will list some things about her. She has been on Fatherhood on Netflix with Kevin Hart. She's the star. She is the she of She's Gotta Have It. She's, She's the she. She's the she. That's a big deal when you're the she. Coming in hot when you're the she. When you're <laughs> numero uno on that call sheet. This is Miss Dewanda Wise. Yes, we are so excited to have Dewanda on today to talk about things that involve lists. We'll get to that in a second. But let's just talk about Dewanda for a second. Mm-hmm. I had the pleasure of meeting Dewanda because I acted alongside her husband, Alano Miller, doing Dexter uh, over this last year. And we got to hang out, and Dewanda had shot the new Jurassic Park movie with Chris Pratt and Jeff Goldblum and Laura Dern for like five months in London. And then she got to come hang with all of us <laughs> in the middle of nowhere, Massachusetts for another six months. So now she's going to go and film her new show, Three Women on Showtime with Shailene Woodley and, and all these wonderful people. So she gets to go back to New York. And so in between that time, we got to have this wonderful recording with her. She's funny. She's smart. She's cool. She's all the things that you see on TV and film, she's that in real life. This woman just is an effortlessly wonderful actress with a lot of opinions about supermarkets. It's supermarket day on Fanatics. Uh, and yes, that is what we were referring to when we said lists. So it's about making the list and going to the supermarket. If this isn't a tutorial for success in a supermarket, I don't know what is, David. I don't know either. And I'm someone who doesn't do lists, you're going to find out. And she is someone who does do lists. And you'll find out a whole lot more as well. Keep listening. Enjoy. Enjoy. 
Dewanda, how cold do you get in the frozen section? That is a quality question, and I have a personal uh, story. I went to the supermarket yesterday, and I was wearing, you know, what you would wear to work out. But I know enough to know to always bring a jacket. So I do not enter the supermarket without being super prepared to be cold, because I run cold in general. My wife will always have a jacket handy. She just can't handle it. That's a, it's a universal rule. Like, I feel like you should just, that's just good, you know, like personal policy if you run cold to just have a jacket. <laughs> yeah, layer up. I mean, it's true. Those freezer sections are sometimes are like so cold. You're like, what are you trying to freeze in here? Like it's, it's frozen at a certain temperature. It doesn't need to be sub-zero, you know? So let's just go back for a second. Dewanda, if you had to define on your own terms what a supermarket is, how would you explain that to someone? What is a supermarket? A supermarket, that's hilarious. That's a really good question. Or a supermarket to you. <laughs> <laughs> a supermarket to me is a magical wonderland of possibility, of culinary possibility. That is my definition of a supermarket. Like when I think of what is possible, it makes me think of a theme park in the sense that you can you can go and do as much as possible or you can go and do as little as possible. Like you can go and be like, I really just want this very particular brand of pickles or you can shop for your home that you just moved into. Like the, the possibilities are vast. So that's, that's what I think of. It's a, a magical wonderland of culinary possibility. I have never thought of a supermarket as a creative space before. But all of a sudden, I'm like, it, you're an artist, obviously, and a brilliant one. And now I, I see your vision of supermarket as, as an artist. You know, it's, it's all about the artistic like combinations and connections between the food and the and the spices and the produce and the fruits and the veggies. I love it. Where do you start when you walk into the supermarket? Or does it depend on which one you go to? It depends which one you go to. Because if you're as ridiculous as I am, you believe in multiple supermarket trips. You know, that's huge, especially in L.A. where you can go like, oh, this is my natural food place. You know, like I need to get some nutritional yeast. Like you, there's like specialty supermarkets where you go to get that one like xanthan gum. You know what I mean? Like where you're like, I need that one single item that I'm getting from the specialty place. Or you go like, oh, I need, you know, the best, most ridiculous, highest quality chocolate I can find, you know, outside of a chocolatier. I got to go to Erewhon and spend a whole lot of money. <laughs> a whole, anybody outside of LA, a whole lot of money. <laughs> and you don't sign up for the membership, which is a bad idea. I did a second mortgage just to go to Erwan last week. Yeah, yeah. Is it worth it? It's not. Did I do did I do the right thing? <laughs> I mean, I mean it's just it's almost involuntary. You just you can't help yourself. But it depends it depends what you're into. It depends what, you know, if you're like me, what season of your life. If you're in a moment where you're like I'm only doing fresh produce and 
You know, I'm going to live like the Europeans do. So I'm only going to shop the perimeter of the store. Or if you're in one of those seasons where you're like, I don't have time for anything. So I'm going to prepare foods and I'm going to get a lot of cans of beans and a lot of cans of soups because I do not have time to even decide what I need to eat right now. Is there ever a bad trip to the supermarket or a quick trip? Or do you somehow find yourself there always a little longer than you think you should be? Yesterday was a bad trip because mm. I I messed up. I messed up. I messed up. What happened? <laughs> I wanted to make some vegan pasta. So I wanted vegan vodka sauce and a very particular vegan Parmesan shaker cheese. Right? Those are the two things. But then also... Is the supermarket also messed up? Because then I wanted normal things like frozen kale and frozen peppers. And I went to the wrong supermarket. I went to the wrong supermarket. They didn't have either. They didn't have any of those things. So, you know, you go, you feel the feeling of defeat and disappointment. (laughs) You do a deduction with yourself where you're like, should I request these things? Like, do I need to go to customer service and say, like, why don't you have the frozen stuff? Like, am I that degree of weirdo right now? Or... Am I just going to go home and send my husband to Whole Foods? And that's what actually happened. (laughs) So that's a bad trip to the supermarket when they have nothing you want, like nothing. (laughs) Okay, this is actually a a good opener for my next question is, so there are obviously, we've already mentioned three or four, Erwan, Trader Joe's, Whole Foods, Ralph's, dare I say. (laughs) where I'm coupon clipping my way through life and the aisles. But what defines, you know, nowadays you can get food at Target. You can shop at Target. You can shop at Walmart. What defines supermarket? Are they a supermarket if they sell clothes? Uh, Ooh, are they a supermarket if they sell clothes? That's a, I love that. That seems like a life philosophy, first of all, Claire. So I just really, (laughs) that's, that question sounded like it had so much depth and we're going to, we're going to unpack that. We need to unpack it. <laughs> yeah, it's like questions of identity. I feel like it, it's a ratio thing. Mm-hmm. It has to be. I feel like if it started as a supermarket, if its primary focus is food, it has to, you have to go like, I feel like the aisle ratio from supermarket to like, you know, those kind of big stores like a super Walmart or even like 99 cent only, because 99 cent only pro tip, has a good vegan section, which is really weird. But it's about ratio. Like a good supermarket has like three aisles maximum of non-grocery items, you know, like cat food, dog food, cleaning supply, and then like- Light bulb. Yeah. And like some deodorants. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) So Costco, I mean, that's that's the big one. Is Costco a supermarket? No. Costco is not a supermarket. I don't think somewhere you can buy a lawnmower or like, you know, um, the level of, uh, you can buy a diamond ring at Costco's. You can buy a vacation. You can buy a vacation. You can buy memberships to Disney. I guess that one you can sort of buy at Ralph's. Maybe you can do Legoland at Ralph's. Yeah. But (laughs) to me, Costco is just like, it's actually like going to Disney. It's a whole experience. It's like it its own. It's intentional. You know, I've stood on a long Costco line and seen people with like one item, but I've also been on a long 
Costco line and been the person with one item. So it's absolutely a field trip. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, you. It's Jason Bateman. Have you listened to Smartless? Smartless is the podcast that I host with my friends who are more like brothers. The super talented and funny Will Arnett and Sean Hayes is... JJ, 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 why are you whispering? Well, it, there's there's a pst in the, in, the, in the copy. But people are listening, so it's like... They are listening. Like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. In each episode of Smartless, one of us reveals our mystery guest to the other two. What ensues is a genuinely improvised and authentic conversation. Our mystery guests span our mystery... We'll cut this out. Our mystery guests... All right, here we go. We got a lot of big famous people from different walks of life, and if you're yeah, a wondering fan, then you're going to stop. And just you come and listen Tyson. to it. Yeah. We're on Wondery right now, and you can listen yeah. to us. And no matter what you're doing, you're at the gym or you're in the car, just listen yeah. to the podcast. Sean, tell them where they can find it. Follow Smartless on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Smartless ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Bye. Bye. So we live, Dewanda, you and I live very close to each other uh, in Pasadena. And our Whole Foods is the largest Whole Foods, I believe, west of the Mississippi. It is a two-floor Whole Foods this for those true. who do, do not live in Pasadena. Do you enjoy the two-floor supermarket, or are you like, ugh, I like supermarkets, but this is a lot. I, you know what, that's a good, what I can't remember, you just made me think of something else. What I can't remember is, what happened? I guess elevators. Like, what did they do before they figured out the little cart thing next to the escalator th that you can put your like cart in to make it go? That is one of my favorite things ever, like ever, like in life, watching the cart go up next to me. And it, it goes up slightly faster so that you can beat so that you that it beats you by just a little bit. It's just so it's just so satisfying. I'm really into two level grocery stores especially when they're well organized you know what I mean like when they're really thought out and like well when we were in nowhere Massachusetts together they had that Wegmans and the top level was like you know all the cheese all the meat stuff and all the produce and then the bottom was all for the most part like dry goods a whole lot of booze and just the aisles and I was like, that's just so well organized. East Coast, big on the booze over there on the East Huge Coast. On the booze. <laughs> that's first floor. Uh, nutritional things, you know, upstairs. Upstairs. <laughs> you got to work for that. Yeah. People are mainlining booze there. Um, <laughs> take me back to your early childhood. What is a memory you have going to a supermarket with your family? And how has that experience influenced your love for the you know, shopping trips today? So I grew up, you know, 80s slash 90s. And this was when, you know, parenting meant that the child had to fit in the lives of the parent and not the other way around. So, <laughs> so <laughs> I was always at work with my parents. And my dad worked at Grocery. He worked at Giant Food. I'm from Maryland. He worked at Giant Food for 33 years. It was the first job of many that he retired from. But he worked there for 33 years, stocking overnight. 
And I just remember, one, thinking at the time that that was just like, you know, the most brilliant and wonderful thing because just the thought of being in a grocery store, you know, when it was empty was just like, that's, that's magical. You know what I mean? And there were some mornings, some like very, very early mornings, like before school where like maybe we would go and pick him up and it would just be him and his like, you know, coworkers there by themselves. So my earliest memories, a lot of them are just like with my dad at Giant Food. At the time, this <laughs> is I love fried chicken. I'm a black girl who loves fried chicken. Uh, I don't feel shame about that. But if you are in Maryland or you're anywhere where there is like a Giant Food, they have some of the best fried chicken in any supermarket ever known to creation. So when my dad would like bring home food, like prepared food especially from the grocery store, it always felt like a mini Thanksgiving. Like it always felt like a miniature, you know, like just this special event. Um, so yeah, I think I just, you know, in the same way that I grew up, you know, with my mom at a printing company, I grew up with my dad at a grocery store. I love this answer. The idea of you as a little girl being in a supermarket by yourself. It's like having Disneyland to yourself. And I get that. I get that it's all yours and you're this little girl and you're looking up at all this stuff and there's nobody there. And it's the feeling of this is mine. Normally, I always have to share this with everybody. So that's so sweet. But it's also perfect in the morning. Like if anyone's ever gone to a grocery store when it's freshly stocked, and all the stuff is perfectly faced, you know, and I don't I don't know if they do this at a lot of grocery stores now, but then they had like those displays, like those tower displays that they took a lot of time to design. <laughs> and, you know, the end caps were like art, like they're still like that at Trader Joe's, but like every grocery store now, you know what I mean? Or back then just they had that. So it was this kind of like it was sparkly. You might as well have like put glitter on it, you know? Plus that's when the donuts are the freshest. Yes. Early morning. Yes. The donuts, the, everything is like fresh. The coffee smells good. Every, it has like a, that, that daytime odor hasn't come in yet. You know, like they haven't opened, well, they haven't opened like the butcher cases. The fish isn't out. Like everything's cleaned out from all the cases and everything that is there is like, hello, good morning. I'm fresh for you. For you. What are your, what are your favorite places in the market? Like if I just said, all right, you're getting Whole Foods or Wegmans by by yourself or not by yourself. What are, what are the top three places that make you happiest? Not the ones that you know you need to for your, your diet that you have. The ones that you're like, okay, I don't have to worry about any calories. I love looking and poking and smelling and sniffing and tasting and bringing it home. That's easy. One, it reminds me of, one, it reminds me of Costco back when we could still do samples. Like my grandmother would go to Costco just to, <laughs> just to get the samples, which makes me laugh. I know she misses that a lot. But always, I love, especially when you go to a new grocery store, seeing what they have in the bakery section, you know, seeing like at this point, because I, I don't, I can't do dairy, but like seeing if they have good like vegan things or, you know, trying to figure out what local companies maybe they brought in that they don't really sell anywhere else. So the bakery for sure, if it's a, if it's a Whole Foods 
my husband and I do this weird thing where we're tra- when we're traveling, which is we try to see what the menu at McDonald's is, like what the regional differences and what the like, you know, sort of global differences, you know, like spam when you go to McDonald's in Hawaii, that kind of thing. So we do the same thing with Whole Foods to see like, oh, what kind of restaurant do they have? You know what I mean? Like they have different <laughs> different restaurants now. Like sometimes they'll be like a wing spot or like a pizza place, you know, in Brooklyn where we're going, they have like a vegan burger joint, which I cannot wait to eat when I return. So definitely the restaurants, that's a Whole food specific thing. And then probably you can tell a lot about a grocery store from the seafood section. You know, how vast it is, how it smells or doesn't smell. Um, you know, if they have like more, if they're like the kind of grocery store that has oysters, you know? <laughs> It's like, oh, we have oysters here. We're taking a chance. You can trust us. I mean, it's- yeah, or the sashimi, the, like the fresh cut sashimi that's in the beef case, not in, not like in the pre-made sushi section. I'm always like, mm, tricky. I don't, I, mm, I don't know. <laughs> tricky. I don't know. <laughs> it's it's very tricky. It's very it's, okay. So let's say hypothetically, you you know you learned. I think we've uncovered the love of the grocery store in part from your father and and your childhood and and going there with him. So let's hypothetically say you have a kid or an uh your niece or nephew, you know, suddenly becomes someone that you would like to teach about grocery shopping and how to discern which items come from where and how to really pass on that love. What would the steps be for you? First step is something that I took for granted that I didn't know not everyone does because my mother just always did this. I don't know if this is a like, oh, you grow up without money thing or if everyone always have a grocery list. It's crazy to me when people just go to the grocery store. Who? What? You just, David, you do that? Sarah gets so upset at me when I just ramble on and wander and just wait to see it. I'm kinetic. So if I see it, then I'm like, yeah, I need that. She goes in always with the list and is very angry with me not frustrated angry angry with me <laughs> angry i could that would that would yeah i'm a caller but don't you ever let the let let the grocery speak to you sometimes to no <laughs> it's a horrible idea you can only look that jacket only works so long you know what i mean like there is a point of no return where you're just like, okay, I'm cold. We've been in this grocery store too long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I would sit my niece down and I would say, <laughs> Aaliyah, let's write this grocery list. And I am the kind of neurotic that knows grocery stores well enough that I section it off by like, okay, this is where the veg, this is the vegetables and This should kind of be in this aisle. So I'm that kind of neurotic. So I would go so far as to do that. I would then probably go to, I'm I'm going step by step, y'all. I'm going step by step. I I want it step by step. I'm taking notes. Love a step by step. So I'd probably teach her where we park at the grocery store, which is always a question of time of day. But, you know, if you want to get your steps in, you park further. (laughs) And if you... Trying to get in and out, you park near the exit. Uh, and then, you know, to your point, David, there is there all you have to leave room for magic. So 
if you see something, absolutely. I'm not saying you can't get anything on the list. That would be ridiculous. But these are the things we need to make our meals this week. So, you know, and like any good or decent auntie slash hypothetical mom in the future, I'd be like, I need you to focus and not try to buy any toys or anything random. That cat toy is a cat toy. It is not for humans (laughs) because she is six years old right now. Uh, So that's where I would start, I think. Did that answer your question? Absolutely. How many stores would you recommend going to? I I know myself, I've gone to quite a few in a day. If I'm, you know, because I'm the same way. I'm like, this comes from here. This comes from here. This comes from here. And I don't violate that. (laughs) So what about you? When I'm being very traditional, grocery shopping day is definitely Sunday. Like you definitely like, you know what I mean? It's like I'm in the 1950s. You go grocery shopping on Sunday. And it just depends what your what area you live in, because I do. I think we'll hit two, sometimes three, you know, like Trader Joe's for a good long while was like a staple. You know, we had to go to Trader Joe's. They have the best, like, pour some water in it and you have a something magically appears. <laughs> like, Trader Joe's just, they're just like, pour some hot water on it and like you have a four course. Plus you feel like everything's healthy there, even you though do. it's not. Even you though do. it's you're not. You're like, I'm, I'm eating so healthy. It's all Trader Joe's. Yeah, and you're <laughs> like, that's cornbread. It's still cornbread. <laughs> They've done a good job of <laughs> branding everything in a way where your mind is like, I'm healthy. Yeah. Cornbread. They have. <laughs> it's true. Oh, it's true. <laughs> it's very true. So, yeah, usually, you know, I'm very into like some specialty things, especially that's why they like they got that unlocked. They really figured that out to be like, you know, trader or whatever we're calling it, you know, come get this pizza, this one, this one pizza you really like. But I also, uh, you know, I'm sure David knows this. I also work there. So there's always a special place in my heart for Trader Joe's because they treat their employees well. I mean, mostly. Now it's, there were conversations, but mostly. I want to, I actually do want to have a Trader Joe's moment with you soon because to say that you've worked there and seen behind the pearly gates as, uh, or the Hawaiian gates is a, is a beautiful thing. But I got a quick rapid fire for torches. you. Okay. Behind the tiki torches, behind the flame. Thank you, Claire. Okay. I'm going to say some things to you, and I would love to know where I should buy them. Okay. Where is the most ideal place that you would go to buy these things? You ready? Yes. Produce. Wegmans. Fruit. Oh, fruit. Erewhon. FYI, everybody, Erewhon, we mentioned it a bunch. I'm realizing it's very niche for where us in Los Angeles. I don't know if there's Erewhon outside of L.A. Outside of L.A.? Go to your local farmer's market. Farmer's market. Mm. Farmer's market. And Erewhon misleadingly is spelled with an E. I'd just like to point out. If anyone is Googling it outside of Los Angeles. Yeah, you'll never get – whatever I'm saying, you'll never find in Google. It's it's spelled wrong. Uh, (laughs) Deli meats. Oh, deli meats. That's a good one. Hold on. Let me think about that one. Well, she's vegan. Yeah, but, but still, we buy it for someone. Alano. We buy it for him. Deli meats. <laughs> for, for Aaliyah, for her daughter and niece. <laughs> um, deli meats. Man, I'll tell you what. Growing up, even though my dad worked at Giant, Safeway. It's also very East Coast. So, Great. Safeway. 
uh, pre-made stuff. So, you know, stuff that's ready to go, bring it home. Pre-made Whole Foods. They're good. I agree. Ice cream. Ooh. Ice cream. Wegmans had a huge ice cream section, but normally, see, I'm breaking the thing. I usually buy my ice cream from like an ice cream place. So I usually buy it from like salt and straw because they have to have, if I don't buy it from there, it has to be like one of those natural or vegan markets because they have more vegan ice creams. Bakery and bread. Bakery and bread. Also, anywhere that has like a more niche or like specialty grocery store. Do you remember the name Idlewild? When we were in, we were in Massachusetts, there was this place called Idlewild, a very small but specialty grocery store. And they had like very cool items, but you really can't beat a bakery you know, outside of like uh, a place like that. It's yeah. When it's like our wheat in the back yes. is the wheat that you're eating yeah. <laughs> is what made the flour. Uh, how about speaking of flowers? What's a good market to, to buy some flowers? Trader Joe's. Which leads us in. Mm-hmm. L- give us, give us the wonder of Trader Joe's. What are some things that we should know about that maybe we don't? What are some things that you still, when you walk into Trader Joe's, you're just like, I love that aisle. I love that section. I love that there's little hidden things. We actually have a whole podcast about Trader Joe's. That does not surprise me. Yeah. Yeah. But I want to hear it from you. She didn't work there. I did. I did. I worked there fresh out of college Overnight, again, because I'm super romantic about jobs that I can work places by myself, basically. (laughs) But I worked there overnight. And um, I think what's really remarkable about it, while I'm obsessed with it specifically, is one, obviously, you can get items there that do not exist elsewhere, you know. But also, I think their brilliance is that it feels so creative and experimental. Like, they're always putting together things that ingredients that you wouldn't expect always sometimes and there's like there's this level of risk involved right they're like it might work out it might not you know and i don't know if you guys if like you know listeners knew that or if you covered it on the last one but you can sample you can bring home anything at trader joe's and if you don't like it you can bring it back that's amazing yeah you can literally sample it at home you know wow so that was always really cool to me and i just love that it changes Season to season, like season to season, year to year, like you always know when the fall hits, it's going to be like so much pumpkin, like pumpkin, 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 pumpkin. And you also know because of that, if you're really in love with something and it only comes out one season a year. You got to stock up. You got to stock up. <laughs> you got to prepare. <laughs> okay, Dewanda. Speaking of stocking up, uh, when I go to the grocery, oftentimes it's a massive trip. Like I'm talking fill a cart and get a second cart and then I'm like double carting it out at the end. Put one up by the uh, customer service area that's full of my groceries. Finish up with the second cart. Check out. Go home. Well, first of all, let's talk about checkout. Do you do self-checkout? Do you do a teller checkout? What are your feelings? How does this influence your trip? I do have very strong feelings. I mean, honestly, in general, especially even before, you know, pandemic times, I was like, go to the people, 
Like I've always been very go to the people because there's nothing worse than, for example, going, going to self-checkout and then something not working or like, you know, it like flagging. And then you're like looking around, you know, for the person to come help you. And, you know, they come and you're like, oh, I'm sorry. Cause you're supposed to be doing it yourself. But, and then they're like, you can't buy wine here. And then exactly. you're like, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> can't buy wine here. Or that's not how mm-hmm. you put in the cucumber code or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's a, uh, you know, it, it takes a, a certain level of uh, skill. So it depends like what, it depends what I'm buying. It depends, you know, if I'm like making a quick trip and the lines are just ridiculous, then yeah, I'll go to self-checkout. But for the most part, I'm like, oh, look, a person. A friendly person to scan. Okay, second part of my question. When you get home, and I and I am pulling back the curtain on my life here a little bit, I like to lay out my groceries, take a picture, text it to my mom and sister, and let them know how much everything cost <laughs> and what good deals and I got. <laughs> Do you have any post-store rituals at your oh, home? Oh, that's so funny. I'm going to share one of those pictures on the Fanatics Twitter, by the way. Oh, my goodness. It's, I mean, I, I'm. it's crazy, some of my deals. That's really genius. The only time I will document a grocery store run is if it's like, something, a special event I'm cooking for. So if there's like something, you know, I'm cooking for family or just any kind of like special event, then I'll take a photo. But our grocery store ritual, because I married an organizer, there are certain things, just like the technology we referred to before the start of this podcast recording, there are certain things that I just do not do in our home. And putting away groceries is one of them because my husband has a system Okay, Mm. that freezer is Tetris. It's Tetris in there. It's Tetris. If I need something from the freezer, I have to ask for it. Okay, (laughs) it's Tetris. It's packed. He got to get all his little. He takes stuff out of the packages. He'll take stuff out of the packages to fit into the freezer. Well, once you eat half of the waffles, the other half have to come out. Because it's no longer a rectangular box. It's a square unit. So I get it. Yeah. But no, he'll do that as soon as we get home. So we just have a freezer full of, and sometimes, so I'm not kidding you, that's happening right now. There are packs of stuff in there. Like there's a pack of this mysterious pack of like little patties. They look like little sausage patties, but I don't know what they are. Like it could be sausage. It could be like a fake crab cake. I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's like dinner roulette for you when <laughs> when you clean out that freezer. To, yeah. I'm going to talk to Alana. Please, please do. I'm going to, we're going to, yeah, I'm going to talk to him. I know nothing will change. No. I will talk to him. It will not. It's not going to change. So at least you know I made the effort. <laughs> Welcome to Pura, the most pristine, safe, climate-stable city on Earth. A haven amidst the wreckage. Here. You're safe from heat domes, superstorms, water bandits in the outer lands. There's no crime in Pura, no murder, no suicide. And best of all, there's no cost to join us. In Pura, we promise to keep you safe. They killed her! You took everything! In a world that doesn't feel so safe anymore, we're waiting for you. Here, in Pura. The Last City is a new scripted audio drop from Wondery 
Enjoy The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of The Last City right now ad-free on Wondery Plus. Get started with your free trial at wondery.com slash plus. It's all a lighthearted nightmare on our podcast, Morbid. We're your hosts. I'm Alina Urquhart. And I'm Ash Kelly. And our show is part true crime, part spooky, and part comedy. The stories we cover are well-researched. He claimed and confessed to officially killing up to 28 people. With a touch of humor. I'd just like to go ahead and say that if there's no band called Malevolent Deity, that is pretty great. A dash of sarcasm and just garnished a bit with a little bit of cursing. This motherfucker lied like a liar like a liar and if you're a weirdo like us and love to cozy up to a creepy tale of the paranormal or you love to hop in the way back machine and dissect the details of some of history's most notorious crimes you should tune in to our podcast morbid follow morbid on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen to episodes early and ad free by joining wondery plus in the wondery app or on apple podcasts bodegas Listen, I've walked into a New York City bodega sometimes and I've gotten things and oat milks and surprising sausages that I would not get at a Ralph's or a Kroger's, although I'm loving the expanded variety at your Albertsons, your Ralph's, your Kroger's, your Pavilions, your Vons. Are bodegas considered a supermarket, maybe? They are considered bodegas for a reason. And bodegas have a very, there's like a distinction, you know, because I feel like, especially in New York, where it's, it's like the, the nucleus of bodega culture, I would say, the nuclei, you know, it's a, it's a very specific set of rules for what constitutes a bodega. Like there were a bunch of places that kind of like popped up that had a more expansive, you know, uh, hot cold bar, you know, like the, the fancier like lunch places you can go to in Midtown. Those are not bodegas. That's not a bodega. So yeah, it's very interesting. It's been like wild to your point to watch them evolve over the years and like, you know, just kind of change the items they sell and like evolve what they sell. But you know, you can go to a bodega for like a ripe banana, you know, (laughs) like if you just want to go and be like, like sometimes you'll be surprised and be like, oh my goodness, they have peanut butter with no salt in it, with no like sugar in it. That's a surprise. What a pleasant And surprise. your shampoo. And the shampoo that you love. And that the weird organic yeah. shampoo. They have it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like bodegas are kind of like that. Like you, you know what you're signing up for, but you allow yourself the space and the wonderful feeling and opportunity to be pleasantly surprised. You know? <laughs> Speaking of pleasantly surprised, this has been a pleasant surprise. All right. As we're landing this supermarket plane... By the quick question, have you ever watched Supermarket Sweep? Do you enjoy it as much as I do, or have you never seen the show? I have never seen the show. <sighs> okay, I've watched the old and the new version, both of which are equally satisfying. So I'm equal opportunity, old and new Supermarket Sweep. Um, I encourage you to put an episode on tonight. From the Let's go with the newer series first. Okay, I'm going to do it. You know, I will say, not quite a little more big box, but one of my favorite sitcoms ever was Superstore. Long live Superstore. Thank mm. you. Oh, my gosh. I, I'm so into Superstore. I love it so much. I mean, I feel like I could be Glenn. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But it was also just in so many ways, obviously, because I was like worked there and, and worked in retail. But it was just like, you know, so accurate in those little like intersections, the customer interface. And uh, I love that show. 
Oh my gosh, so good. I totally agree. What was hard about supermarkets was these inherently, and maybe this is why part of why you love it, it's part of why I love it, and I think part of why most people like them, is we can count on them. We walk in and I'm like, I know, I can count on the breads, the Campbells. I can count on there's going to be, there, if life has a lot of uncertainty. You can walk into this place wherever you are, wherever supermarkets are, you can count on them, right? It's a nice grounded feeling it gives you. But you couldn't count on them during COVID a little bit. And I think that was a little unnerving for some people. I know I would walk in sometimes and feel a little It was very off. disorienting, like very disorienting to go in and, especially, you know, we're, we're Americans. We're all pretty like spoiled with the things that we're, you know, super accustomed to. And to go in and even that one of the first things that happened was I was in the UK, like beginning, you know, starting to film something that obviously we had to push. But I'll never forget the feeling, the fear I had of walking into a grocery store and seeing the aisles emptied. Like there was something absolutely, you know, visceral and carnal and um, just it hit on every cylinder to your point, David, of like our innate sense of survival. Yeah, it was really, it was, it was really scary. So that being said, we end every podcast with this. A love letter. Can you please bequeath us with a love letter to supermarkets? And please begin, as a good love letter should, with dear supermarkets. And if you'd be so kind to wrap it up with love, Dewanda. Dear supermarkets, you've always been there for me. You've never let me down. Through feast or famine, Highs and lows, weight fluctuations, life changes, multiple locations, so many transitions. You've been there and I don't take you for granted. I love your smell. I love your possibilities. I love your employees. I love how now we even have the wherewithal of even increased hygiene that really appeals to my type A sensibilities. And I promise if I ever have before, I will never, ever, 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 ever take you for granted again. Love, Dewanda. That's very sweet. Dewanda, thank you so much. You are an amazing guest and uh, I have thoroughly enjoyed having you on. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Dewanda. I said it in our conversation, and I'll say it again. I love her story that her dad would bring her into the empty supermarket because my dad, for a short time, was – he's an accountant, but he was a CPA for a new, exciting candy company startup. And so I remember him bringing me in in a New Jersey mall somewhere to uh, – Tidbit Alley was the name. And he would bring me into the candy store by myself before the – store open. And I remember it being very magical. So I get it. I like that her origin story is like so connected to her father. And now like, you know, that's why it's so interesting to me how she would, you know, mentor a young supermarket goer, which we discussed. (laughs) Her niece. (laughs) Her niece. But more and more we find out on Fanatics that, that these so 
called arbitrary interests or, you know, subjects, they really tie back to a childhood, either sensation or moment or time spent with, you know, a parent or a sibling. And I just love, love, love that. Do you feel like you're making memories in the supermarket with your kids? Well, I, you know, it's interesting. It's easier to go shopping without my children. That is just a simple fact. But four, as, four small arms, legs, and brains wandering everywhere doesn't make it an easy ah, experience. Well, I mean, it's also like cost me like literally a thousand bucks if I go with all of them because they're just throwing stuff in the cart and I'm like, ah, I can't keep up. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I try to have individual time with each of my kids. And if it can be something like taking one or two of them to the supermarket, then I have to remind myself as a parent, listen, be patient. Don't be, uh, don't rush the moment. It's actually like a, a mother, daughter, or mother, son experience as opposed to then a grocery trip. Does that make sense? Claire, it makes sense. One might say it all checks out. <laughs> does it scan correctly? <laughs> it does. It does. And no coupons needed. It was, I'll pay full price for that. Uh, guys, thanks so much for listening to this wonderful podcast with this wonderful episode with this most wonderful Dewanda. We cannot wait to have another one with you next week, but we must because that's how this works. So have a great day, guys. Have a great one. Thanks for tuning in. And gang, before we go, let me tell you about next week's episode. We have on Mr. Deshaun Terry. You know him from so many things, but especially as one of my friends on The Morning Show. Yes, on Apple TV Plus right now. Season two is going on. Enjoy it as well as Room 104 and language lessons in theaters right now. Deshaun loves Survivor. Yes, the show on CBS that has now 41 seasons. Oh my gosh. Well, we've got one great podcast episode about Survivor next week. Check it out. Thank you for listening to Fanatics, a Roddenberry podcast. For more episodes and info, head over to wearefanatics.com or tweet your Fanatics thoughts and stories at wearefanatics. Yes, that's we are F-A-N-A-D-D-I-C-T-S. Our show is hosted by Claire Kramer and me, David Magadoff. Produced by me, Claire Kramer, and Kelsey Goldberg. Executive producers Trevor Roth and Rod Roddenberry. Our sound engineer and editor is Elizabeth Joy Windham. And you can thank Stephen Mudd for our theme song. Catch us next Thursday for another Fanatics episode. Grab your list and your jacket. You gotta have room to pack it. If you park far away, you're here to stay. Have no fear, go see a cashier. These are the rules. Dewanda's grocery rules. Love that double onion, though.